over these last few months um, that I have been with you, it has been tremendously transformative for me in ways that I don't have time to get into. Um, but it has been a powerful and beautiful time. And I just want to thank each and every one of you for your support and for your encouragement and for your love and your kindness. And I know that God is moving and God is working in each one of us in such deep and profound ways. And the reality is that as we live out personal transformation with the Lord, corporate revival can follow. That as we press into Jesus and as we receive all that he has, as we receive the fullness of what the Holy Spirit has for us, as we press in and spend time with Jesus, we're changed and we're new. And as we are transformed, our church is transformed. And as we are transformed, our city is transformed and our families are transformed. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in this undone place before the Lord in the work that he's doing in my life. And, and in, in talking with many of you, I know that you are too. I know that together, I think, as the church, we're coming to a place where we recognize that we can't just keep doing church. We can't just keep doing the things that Christians do without actually allowing the transformative work of the Holy Spirit to be at work in us. And I think there's a hunger inside every single one of us to see God move. You know, we sing these songs, we sang them today. This is a move. And, you know, right now we're singing these things prophetically. We're singing these things believing that God is at work, even in ways that we cannot see. But church, I do believe that we are coming into a season where God is going to move and is moving in ways that we don't expect. And I think that you and I have to have our eyes open and we have to have the eyes of our spirit open to align with the work that the Holy Spirit is doing. We have to have our eyes to be able to see because it might not look the way that it did in the past. It might not look the way that church used to look. There's so much for us to fulfill, to fulfill the call to be the bride of Christ. There's so much left for us to do and to fulfill, but I think it's going to be found not in our doing, but in our being. It's going to be found in our being in the presence of God and being changed in the presence of God and being transformed in the presence of God and being with God. And I don't know about you, but I don't know how much longer I can just do the things that we've been doing without actually seeing God move in the ways that we sing about every single Sunday. And so I invite you into this space and into this longing and into this yearning and into this alignment of the Holy Spirit to see him move in a powerful and a profound way. Last week, it was wonderful to have Pastor Jason here, and he talked about who is the hero of the Bible. And we all know the answer to that question. It's an easy answer. It's Jesus. But the hard part is that 
you and I struggle with actually living that out because you and I often want to be the hero of our story. And in fact, we often want to be the hero of other people's stories. We want to kind of step into the space of Savior and, no, 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 I have to be there. I, I have to do it. Well, well, what if we didn't have to do it all? What if even today we let the Holy Spirit do the heavy lifting? What if it's not about the worship leaders and all of their preparation and what they did? What if it's not about the message, these wise and persuasive words that I've worked on over these last couple of weeks? What if it actually is and always has been about Jesus? You see, whenever we make it about us, then it's not about him. And I think that in order for us to step into this new season, we have to get this into a deep, deep place in our spirit. That it isn't about what we have to bring to the table, but it is about what he is already at work doing. And can we come and be a part of it? And can we align to that? And how do we do that? Well, we don't do it by being the hero of the story. And this week, the question that we want to ask is, how does the Bible help us to live more like Jesus? How does this book help us to actually live the way that Jesus lived? And if I asked you today, how do you think the Bible helps us to live like Jesus? What might you say? And I, I literally just want you to shout some things out to me. How do you think the Bible helps us to live like Jesus? Just shout it out. What, what comes to mind? Guidance. Guidance. Good. An example. Yes. Correction. Correction. Encouragement. Encouragement. Support. Support. Fruit. And yes, all of these ways are ways that the Bible helps us to live like Jesus. And you and I both know that there's nothing wrong with this book and the way it helps us to live like Jesus. Everything we have need of is found in it. All the provision, every need that we have in our life, there's an answer for. God wants to speak to our lives personally through this book, yet it makes me ask myself the question, if we have everything that we need, and if we've been told everything that we need to know about how to live like Jesus, why do we do such a poor job at actually living it out? And, and I don't mean this as condemnation at all. I'm asking myself this question. I'm asking myself, why is this so hard for us to actually live out? Why? What is it? What's getting in the way? And I know the obvious answer to that is sin. We have a sinful nature. There's a war inside of us. There's a war of our flesh and a war of our spirit that's at war within us. And our flesh wants to win. We want to be the hero of the story. We want to step in and we want to save the day. And we want people to say, wow, look at you. You're, you're so amazing. I can't believe you can do that. I can't believe you did. We want that. We have this wrestle within us. And I know, I know that that is there and that is reality. But I actually think there's something deeper that's going on inside of us that goes even deeper to the root of why do we sin in the first place. And I wonder if the reason that we sin in the first place is rooted in a lack of trust in God. Like, like if I asked you, do you trust God? Maybe you would say to me, yes, absolutely I trust God. If you asked me, do you trust God? I would say, yes, of course I trust God. Of course, I trust him with everything. I trust him with my life. I trust him with my kids. I trust him with our church. I trust him with my work. I trust him with everything. Then why 
do I often want to take things back into my own hands and do it my way? Maybe I'm not really being honest with myself. Maybe there is a lack of trust in God. Maybe I do think I know better. Maybe I do think I can do it myself. You know, as God has been speaking to me in this last season, he's been showing me that my own self-sufficiency, and, and this is my greatest wrestle in life, self-sufficiency, is rooted in a lack of trust. Wow. Wow. That's hard to hear. That's hard to receive. And so today, I feel like we need to just change things up just a little bit. Because I know I could preach a message, and, and I have some things prepared, and we might get to it. But I also believe with all of my heart that the Holy Spirit actually wants to speak to you personally. And he wants to speak to you for you, and he wants to speak to you directly, and he wants to connect with you in a personal way. And I could share the message, and it might be good, and it might not be good, and you might go home and say, wow, I like this, or I didn't like, and what, you know, but probably tomorrow you won't remember much of what we talked about. But if you receive today a word from the Holy Spirit directly to your spirit, that word is yours. And if you do something with that word, that word is yours. You own it. It's personal for you. And it can transform you. And so I can say a lot of words, and, and I can do that today. And, you know, again, we'll see where the Lord leads us. But I feel like God wants to speak to you personally. And just this week, we took some time as a staff, and we did this very thing. I, we were having a staff meeting, and I, I took some time to prepare, and I felt the Lord give me a word. And I was like, wow, that's such a beautiful word. I'm going to share that. And I felt the Lord say, no, I have a word for each one of them that I want to speak personally. And so we took time just to spend with Jesus. We took time just to be with him. And God gave every single person such a beautiful and a profound word. And it touched each one of us as we shared it. As we shared it with each other, it was so impactful for every single one of us. And I'm sorry that I'm emotional. I am undone. And I'm coming undone because I think that there's a lot of things that we've done in church that are amazing. But I don't think we've leaned into this space of being with Jesus enough. And I think that there is something that God has for us in this space that is powerful and that is fresh and that is transformative that he wants to do in each one of our hearts and our lives. And I can't do that for you. And you can't do that for each other. You have to go to Jesus and you have to connect to the source of living water for yourself because he is your source and there's no other source that is sufficient. I know we try all kinds of things to be filled, but there is no other source that will bring you abundant life, like connecting to the source of living water that is Jesus. And the only way we can do that is to be with him. It's just to spend time with him. 
It's to be in his presence and delight in him and let him delight in you. Because that's what he longs to do. And I think that's greater than everything else that we do for Jesus. I think it's more important. I think it's more transformative. And this is the invitation. You know, the scriptures are like a banqueting table of everything that we could have need of. Everything we need to fill our hearts and our souls. And we come and we read the scriptures. We come to church and we receive. And we sit at the banqueting table and we receive. And we eat. And then we leave. And I think God is saying to us in this season, will you just linger with me a little longer? Will you sit at the table beyond the food beyond what it is that you have need of. And will you just sit with me in this space? Will you just linger with me? And will you let me be with you? And will you let me delight in you? And I think that's the invitation that God has for us, even today. And so why don't we do that? Why don't we just invite the Holy Spirit? Why don't we posture ourselves this morning to hear a word from heaven? personally, from our heart, because that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do. That's what he wants to do. And I want to read a scripture to you. This is from John 14. And this is Jesus, and he's talking about the role of the Holy Spirit, what he is coming to do. And Jesus says this, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. How does the Bible help us to follow Jesus? How does the Bible help us to live the way that he lived? He says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And he says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. He's going to give you another helper. So we have Jesus, but we have another helper as well. And he says he's going to be with you forever. Forever. In every single circumstance. In your darkest moments, in the hardest times, even when you can't feel them, he's going to be with you forever. And it says, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him or knows him, you know him, for he dwells with you, and he will be in you. And we know that the Holy Spirit was poured out in the book of Acts, and we're living under that time, that, that now we could read this and say, you know him, for he dwells with you, and he is in you. Verse 25 says, these things I have spoken to you while I'm still with you. So Jesus himself is talking, and he says, here, I'm telling you these things while I'm sitting here in your presence. But he says, but, and often the word but actually kind of negates the sentence before, to focus on what's coming next, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. You see, you're not going to remember on your own what it is that Jesus says for you to do, but the Spirit will bring to remembrance Every time that which you need, 
the Spirit will bring to remembrance the words of Jesus, the words that you need in that moment. And so let's go to the Holy Spirit and ask him, Holy Spirit, what do you have to say to me today? And I just want us to take even just a few minutes and just enter into a time of listening and prayer and listening to the Holy Spirit and asking him to speak to us. We're going to invite his presence to speak to us today in a personal way. And I want to ask you a question just to ponder in this time. Do you trust God? Do you trust him as the Lord of your life? Do you trust the person of Jesus? Do you know that he loves you? Do you know how much he loves you? Do you trust the Holy Spirit, his work in your heart, in your life, the freedom that he's come to bring you? Do you trust in this word that it's meant for you and it's personal? It's designed to speak to you. And I want you just to think about your body right now. Are you comfortable the way you're sitting? Are you tense? If your arms are folded, maybe just open them. Just loosen your hands. Sometimes I carry tension in my hands. I, I clench them. Just, just pay attention to your body. Are you comfortable the way you're sitting? Maybe you want to kneel. Maybe you want to lean forward. You might want to close your eyes. But I'm just going to invite you to picture something in your mind. Just picture that you're in the presence of Jesus right now. Whatever that looks like for you, maybe you're somewhere that you like to be in nature or by the beach or in your home where you spend time with God, or maybe you're right here in the room. But I want you to imagine the physical presence of Jesus with you right now. And I want you to imagine him saying to you that he loves you. You know, the scriptures say that there's nothing that can separate us from the love of God, nothing. So I just want you to imagine him saying, by name, using your name, saying, I love you. And in this moment, I actually want you to imagine yourself receiving those words, believing them, trusting them, trusting him. Even if that's not the case, I want you just to imagine it. Imagine what it would be like if you trusted him. What would it be like just to be with him? And I'm just going to give you a couple minutes while the keys play, just of quiet, for you to be in this space with the Lord and let him speak to you. Thank you. 